0: so welcome to this week's treasury career corner podcast where i interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers each and every week i talk to treasurers about how they've built their careers where they are now and what they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next in this week's show i'm joined by i'm going to try my hardest here sene van Nievenborg, the senior vp treasury at ses satellites ses are a world leading satellite operator and the first uh, to deliver a uh, differentiated, scalable, GEO, MEO offering worldwide. Now, tell you what, I'll get Senning to actually explain what that is later on in the show and explain exactly what he does and how that impacts on the work of Treasury. But as we said just before we kicked off the show, Senning actually says in his profile that he started his career as a management consultant, but it's not quite true. When I actually looked back and did the research, you originally studied law before then managed, gone in management consulting and finance and treasury. So take us back to the dim, distant past, if you would, and how, how you didn't go into law or what, what was driving you back in those days. And then we'll go through your treasury career, if you may. Over to you.
1: Sure and hi Mike and hello to to everyone. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting one and somewhat surprisingly probably to to most is that as a kid I actually did want to become a lawyer. So relatively early on that that kind of settled itself in, in my mind and, and and actually drove me to go then to college and take a law degree. Now, as I approached the end of those studies, I became less and less convinced that that was what I really wanted to do. And therefore, right after my college degree, I did an MBA in Belgium, which exposed me kind of to a, a much wider area of fields. And that um, basically led me to, to go into consulting right after. After after the MBA, again, something that was on purpose, very widespread, because quite frankly, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and and just wanted to get some some exposure, wanted to work on some projects. And Mm. and that's what I did basically for the first five years of of my career, having worked for Accenture at that time, still Anderson Consulting. Mm. And then at some point, basically, the opportunity popped up to join Dow Chemical in their
0: treasury department in in Belgium. So just to ask you, so you had five years in consulting, which a lot of people do, and there'll be listeners today who are actually in that consulting. What did that give you in terms of exposure and experience, and how did that then, and why did you make the move to Dow? Was it just, you know, a lot of people say they're tired of traveling four or five days a week, or what was it for you that led to that? You had a good you know, good run of five years, but then, you know, what did that help you with as it were in your career?
1: Yeah, I must say, you know, you, you, I mean, at least for for me, you know, you come out of the MBA, you think, you know, everything, I mean, you think, you know, I mean, now now it's up to me to kind of go and and do it all. And and for me to go and uh, explain to others how it all works, well, pretty early on, you learn the hard way that you don't know that much and real life is slightly different than what they tell you at the business school. And that's why I was really, I mean, looking back, it it was really a good, a good school for me. And I probably learned more in those first few years about business in, in general than during my entire educational career, and there, I think, yeah, it, it was a good choice with hindsight mm. because I got to work on many different projects. Some, some more in the finance area, some more process driven, some more uh, IT. So, so there was there was a broad range of things in different countries. You know, you typically tend to work with a, a lot of young and and bright people in these yeah. in, in these environments, and and that also applies to investment banking. That also applies to to the major law firms and and these these big Big consulting firms are a little bit the same. So indeed, like you say, it is tough. You know, they, they make you work very long hours. I'm sure they still do today and they make you travel around. But that that didn't really put me off. Rather, on, on, on the contrary, I, I felt that was kind of a very energizing uh, environment. Now, the company I was working for at that time, it, it did change over those five years, not only... Did it change name because of the whole Endron thing at the time? It, it also IPO'd and rebranded itself and also kind of started to reposition itself back, back in the day already. So early 2000s to, towards becoming more of a large system integrator. So big scale SAP projects, which was a little bit less my cup of tea, to be honest. <clears throat> and, and more and more, you started to kind of be pushed a little bit in that direction, especially if you were unstaffed or on the bench as they called it and that was not really my thing and then you start to kind of keep an eye open for for other opportunities and then there was actually a colleague from me and with with whom I did the, the the MBA who said look actually you know if you're interested we have an opening why don't you come and talk to my boss and that's what I did and and yeah and there was this click and decided to go for it I mean with hindsight did I make a deliberate choice to go and work for a treasury department of of, of a major corporation, no. I mean, mm. it, it was it was kind of by chance. It was kind of by by accident. It did have a certain appeal to me for, from day one, but I, I knew very little about, let's say, the holistic nature and 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 all of the activities of of a treasury department. So I, I initially started in. In the credit risk department of Dow, and, and I could get my head around that mm. and, and what it means and, and what it is that they do. But I had only very limited sense of all the other aspects of, of what the Treasury Department does. And that was kind of so it was a very good introduction for me in into the wider Area of treasury, and then later on, obviously, I got introduced more and more into the more technical and and deep treasury skills as I moved and progressed my career uh, w- within Dow Chemical
0: and Dow Chemicals itself. Some a lot of people will know the name, but they might not understand how it operates and things. Obviously, you know, massive chemicals company. You know, headquartered in the U.S. as uh, you know, as looking at a lot of the you know the, I mean, they're massive. You know, headquartered in Michigan, but. You know, how did it operate within Europe? And when you joined there, was it a big team? Or, you know, again, because lots of listeners will be, oh, yeah, I know Dow. They're huge chemicals. That's it. You know, we're doing some work with SABIC, for instance. And I got to understand a lot more about the global nature of a lot of the roles at Dow and uh, at SABIC and everything else. How was it for you? Was it real, you know, day one, boom, you know, global outlook? Or was it a sort of small role and you grew into that? How did it yeah,
1: it started relatively smallish. I would say I, I joined in what you could call a, a, a relatively local office uh, mm-hmm. in in Antwerp back then, which was yeah, a medium-sized office within within the DAO family of let's say 100 200 people, and we had some we had a credit a local credit team there, taking care of a region um, Benelux, UK, France, Nordics, these kind of countries, and the team was like four five people so So that was all relatively smallish, but quite early on it became clear that you know you are part of this massive organization as you 've described it, and just you know uh, within treasury, they have teams all over the world in Asia in Latin America, of course in the headquarter they, they also have a sizable regional office in in Switzerland, where I then moved to after after two years, where they have five six hundred people of which i mean thirty forty were treasury. Uh, And and you start to become part of a a much bigger organization with with a much broader scope. But initially, it was fairly small. But what was beneficial for me is is that, indeed, you can kind of start quite small uh, and then then grow into the role. And typically, I mean, career-wise, you are then better off in in larger organizations because they have typically larger treasury functions, which enable you to move around more, more swiftly. And, and get exposed to more of the of the subdomains and acquire basically the technical skill set. I would say that's that's quite key early on that oh. that you acquire those basic treasury skills and and that you acquire them fast but but still thoroughly enough. So not just I mean you can't just scratch the surface and and then say oh yeah now I'm a specialist. So. You, the, the good thing with DAO is they, they left you like in credit for like two, three years. And then you went on and you went to do financial planning for two, three years. Mm. And then you could go to risk and then you could go to pensions. And then, you know, and after after having spent like, you know, between five and 10 years, you, you kind of knew how it all worked. And you could say that, yeah, okay I know a thing or two about about treasury. That's, let's say, an advantage. Mm. The disadvantage is sometimes that you kind of, you could see the road ahead of you for the next ten years as well, which was appealing to some, mm. and, then, and then less appealing to others, and and was perhaps also a reason why why I left Dao because indeed, yeah, at some point, yeah, you 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 knew where you were, you 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 knew kind of where you were heading. And, and what the road was going to look like, more or less. And yes. At least that was my perception. Others might disagree. But that was one of the reasons why I left after having spent seven years at Dow. Great seven years. I'd recommend it to all. Great employer, great people.
0: But yeah. the employer bit, why would you recommend it in treasury terms? Because you came with credit risk and then yeah. into the more mainstream treasury. Why would you recommend that? Again, people listening and going i not well, sure what about for I mean, a global multinational like that. I'm just a little person in it, surely.
1: No, no, not, not really. I'd say it is quite human. And it used to have a campaign where, where we had T-shirts with like the the human element. <laughs> like, you know, as a table, t- 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 you know, this Mendeleev table, you know, like a, a new element, a human element. And I'm not sure that applies uh, still today because I left quite some time ago. And I yep. understand from the people that I'm still in touch with that a lot has changed with the merger of the panels. And all of these things, but. I think in general, you know, great people and I can genuinely say also in terms of, of quality, if I can say it in soccer terms, it, it is truly the, the the Champions League that you're playing in. Uh, uh. Really amazing people with amazing skills. And if you come into such an organization relatively early on and, and, and young, you know, you just have to look around and learn and, and absorb as much as you can. And that I must say, to, to even to date, I've benefited hugely from having worked in such an environment. And Dow is one of those. Uh, I'm sure there are others like, you know, who are in, in this camp, whether it's uh, Nestle or or other large corporations oh. with, with sizable treasury operations. I, I definitely don't regret that part of my career. Let's put it like
0: that. And so it came to an end, if you like, or it was time for a move on from Dow. How did, you know, what came next? Because you went treasury yeah. manager to group treasurer. That's pretty much a step, you know, a lot of people like that. but. You know, yeah, what came about? I'll describe that.
1: Yeah, that that came as a surprise to me, to be honest. That I was uh, I was contacted through a, through a headhunter, as, mm-hmm. as as it sometimes goes. They kind of approached me, and um, I, I was based in uh, in Switzerland at the time. The company that wanted to hire me was also headquartered in. In Switzerland, but was listed in Belgium. I'm a Belgian uh, national. Mm. Not sure that played a role. It might have. It might not have. But it, it seemed to be a match. And and they basically, after a few rounds of interviews and discussions with the CFO at the time, who was then going to be my boss, we, we had again a click. And I think that's very important because ultimately you you work for a company, but you work for people and with people. And we got along. And he had the same feeling apparently. And he decided to 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 basically give me this opportunity knowing that i had no group treasure experience which was kind of a bit of a risk for them and for me because could have well been that after three months you know i failed miserably and they had to fire me (laughs) i mean that risk was then on on me uh, but it worked out just fine and and it was for me the key reason also to 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 leave dao because at, at that time, I, I started to become involved in the project financing of what is now the the Sadara uh, project, which was a um, and, and still is like a, a twenty billion dollar project financing that they were uh, establishing at that time. So hugely. Hugely important, incredibly interesting, and I had started to to find my way also in the Middle east, which is which is kind of a, a very interesting region, started to do some you know Sukuk financing and all of these interesting things, would have loved to to complete that, but then the opportunity came., yeah, I mean, just decided to go for it. It was an amazing opportunity to to jump from call it treasury manager EMEA to group treasurer of of a publicly listed company. Be it on a smaller scale, at least the company was was smaller, but the, the opportunity was was there, took it, worked out fine.
0: Again, no no regrets. Yeah. Well, just, just going back. So, you know, I spoke earlier on in the year, one of the other interviews I did was with uh, Marcus Keady. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's director of Treasury, Group Treasury, and I think he actually got it when he was 26 or something like that damn him but at Lundbeck and he's based over in Denmark but he similarly was made treasury direct or group treasurer treasury manager group treasurer albeit in the same organization made that step in what was it like for you moving from you know maybe an operational role or a certain level to suddenly the number one job how did you cope with that what was the again we'll have listeners going oh you know if I make that move what were the secrets you would roll out again something? Sort of
1: I moved into that role very humble, I have to say, and and, and kind of cognizant of the fact that there were still, I mean, that I had seven years of treasury experience, but that there were still Quite a few things that I had never done, you know, so I had never done a public debt offering. I had never done I had never done an, a large syndicated credit facility. And and these are pretty critical when, when you move into such a role. I, I moved into a mining company where all of a sudden, you know, the whole commodity risk management fell under my responsibility. Where in Dow, this was actually kind of outside treasury. So I had had no exposure to that whatsoever. So you you kind of move in uh, or I moved in quite uh, humbled yeah and at the same time you know you go in open minded very eager to to learn get to know the people try try to get a feel for you know who does what who is kind of responsible for what how how are the power maps and and try to find your way and of course to 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 get the trust from senior leadership is critical So i, I had that trust i knew i had that trust but then obviously you have to go in I had to learn quite quickly and then start delivering quite quite quickly because obviously all of a sudden you have to manage a team some of the people in my team you know were doing their job for like 10 years or more you have to earn their trust I would say that you have to earn their collaboration but still you you have to establish yourself as a leader of that team and you have to build credibility quite quickly on
0: and Sonny, then you made the move from the natural move, if you might say, from global metals business in zinc and lead to satellites. A natural move, one might say, or not. <laughs> how was it different in treasury terms and how did you make the move or what led to that? Because it's obviously quite a shift. Some, you know, Obviously, treasury is multifunctional, but obviously works across different industries. Pretty different sort of set of drivers, I would say, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and and just in terms of business, you know, one is kind of few kilometers uh, below the surface of the earth, the other is thirty six kilometers, thirty six thousand <laughs> kilometers above the earth. So, so that's that's a change. It's a little bit more sexy, I find. You sense that when you talk to people, and you know. Mining typically doesn't do <laughs> that much uh, when you say I'm in mining. Nothing wrong with it. But but when you say, you know, I, I, I work for a space company, uh, you yeah. know, and, and, and I, I basically deal with SpaceX on a weekly basis and with other space companies. And, and obviously people get get uh, easily excited over over something like that. But but deep down in, in my day-to-day job, there, there's, there isn't such a difference. You know, I, I still manage a sizable senior debt portfolio we have fx exposure interest rate exposure we have sizable cash management operations and so on and and so forth so the the content of the job isn't that dramatically different what what is dramatically different is yeah. is the context within which those two companies operate you know nestle when i joined you know was was challenging was clearly in in a very volatile market environment had made some very sizable investments into mining which then unfortunately did not turn out to be the great assets they had hoped to be and the whole thing did go south. Uh, right. and three years later, you know, uh, unfortunately, the whole thing has been absorbed by one of the main shareholders. I will not go too far in, into that, but there are lawsuits left and lawsuits right. Right. Uh, left. And, and 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 this is this is where they are today. Yeah. A very different environment, also in terms of credit quality. it, it, it is clearly it was an environment of non-investment grade.
0: Right. Well, that's yeah, always a deep challenge deep as a treasurer, isn't it? So yeah,
1: absolutely. But also yeah. interesting, you know, when I when I joined, actually, the the company was not rated, and then we had these proxy ratings assigned by some of the relationship banks and you know you tend to go and 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 believe them some some were saying yeah you know you're a crossover like you know maybe not investment grade but then maybe double b plus until we then decided to actually go and apply for a credit rating and what we got was a single b minus and that was an eye-opener and kind of puts things in in perspective yeah and it's challenging it's tough you know all all the treasurers out there managing these kind of companies they they will probably acknowledge that it's it's not easy it's tough and then having the opportunity to go and work for for an investment grade rated company obviously had some appeal made me jump ship so, so to speak now having worked for SES for three years i have to say it continues to be challenging <laughs> so so there's no there's no lack of challenge also in the new job i remember my boss when i told him i had decided to leave Say, so yeah but You're going to be so bored, you know, uh, SES, partly government owned, it's telco, steady cash flow, investment grade rating, Yeah, yeah. you know, you'll be so bored, you know, and three years later, I, I can tell you, I haven't been bored for a single day because it continues to be to be challenges. Why? the market the market is is shifting dramatically yeah. especially in our video markets we we are meanwhile at at kind of the lowest level of the investment grade triple b minus so there is obviously some some pressure around that as well the leverage needs to be carefully managed and we're obviously doing that it continues to be very interesting and far from boring
0: and with that you know with that challenge if you like and location wise you sort of you know we talked about the the fact that Obviously, you're Belgian by background, but then working in Switzerland and Luxembourg and different cultures and things like that. How does, you know, does that impact your treasury work at all when you're dealing with different partners or is treasury, you know, just international global anyway? Or do you have you found differences?
1: Yeah, there there are clearly differences now. I've mostly worked in very centralized treasury teams, but obviously, and and, and that's been the case also in, in my current role. We are very centralized in in one location, <laughs> but from that one location, we we cover the entire globe, and, wow. and and hence you have to kind of also deal with the regional differences in 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 regulation in in payment practices, and and in culture. And for instance, I was was referring to my earlier days uh, when I was still in Dow, when we were doing some local financing in the Middle East, which has its own particular nature, I can assure you that, that you, you talk to banks and, Pretty quickly, you realize that it's not only about credit committees, but also about Sharia committees who then have to give their approval on certain transactions, which which give it a certain flavor, which give it a certain taste. And that makes it all very interesting. Within within SES, we have less exposure to, to the Middle East, but we're very active in, in the US, which is Obviously, culturally speaking, not, not that different, I would say, from Western Europe. But we also have huge operations in Asia, and, and that part is definitely growing. So, yeah, you have to be cognizant to these different cultures, different parts of the world. W- within the teams that I've managed, I've always had very mixed teams. So I've had people from, from Japan, people from Venezuela, from all sorts of backgrounds, from all sorts of countries. Yeah, which make it only more interesting, I would say.
0: Mm. And with, you, with yourself, you say it's more interesting. How do you manage all those different cultures? Is it culture clash or do you have to sub to be, you know, how do you show sensitivity? Again, some of the listeners today, before we get towards the end of the show, but you know, they'll be managing teams in a similar way. What's your ethos on managing, you know, groups of treasury, diverse treasury individuals? How do you make a success of that?
1: I'd say in in my case that that has always come quite natural. I've never felt that anyone's geographical, ethnical, whatever background was a topic. I think in the teams that I've worked in, you know, you have a a common sense of purpose. I think that's important that you can gather around a certain common project, common team, common common values. Common purpose, and then I think it works out just fine. And I, I never had to be too mindful or, or too stressed about people's backgrounds because I've never experienced this to be a real issue.
0: Right? You've just yeah, it's it's just a, you know you're just you're an international treasurer, and I think that's with a lot of treasurers they, they just sort of because of the nature of the work you do. It is it is global, it is international. You deal with different people every day, whether you're picking up the phone to Asia Pacific or the US. It's right. it's right the way across. Right. right. Yeah. So as we approach the end of today today's show, and we'll, we'll look, you know, looking back over your career, we've talked about, you know, some of the different challenges you faced within the different kind of companies from, you know, Dow to Neostar to SES and, you know, managing that as you do very carefully. But looking to the future and some of the other people, you know, and perhaps that will connect with you after this, we'll put your LinkedIn profile and they look at you listen to, them, do you know what, I'd like to do that role, although it's challenging and it's got it's, its different nuances, I'd like to have that sort of role. What, what are the major pieces of advice you would give to those treasury guys listening and whether that's analyst or more senior, and they're thinking actually you want to do something similar? What What sort of things would you pick out from your career, if you like?
1: First and foremost, perhaps, obviously, it does require a certain technical skill set. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. You know, you, it does come with a certain set of requirements that, you know, the, the, the sooner you you have a good grasp on those, I would say, the better. At the same time, I'd stress very much to everyone who is still early on in their career Absolutely, make sure you have them, but don't, don't stop there. I would say there's a lot more to it than just the technical skills. So Obviously, you need to be able to, to communicate very well. You need to be able to engage with a lot of non-treasury people. You need to be able to, to engage with the business. You need to be able to be a trusted advisor to people, especially as you, as you progress. You need to be able to communicate with senior leadership, to board members even. And as you progress, these things actually become more and more and more important. I mean, mm. the technical skill set as of a certain level in your career, will be will be assumed, you know, and, and if you don't have them, obviously you will <laughs> quickly fall through. But it's about all of these other skills, I would say, that will start to matter more as you progress in the career. So So definitely don't forget about those. I mean, when we hire, when I hire, I think, of course, the technical skills are important, but it's much more about personality, about a certain attitude a can do attitude that is important to have an open mind and, and to have a certain degree of flexibility as well you know if, if there is an opportunity can always say yeah but no but you know and it's 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 too warm it's too cold it's too far it's too close yeah sure uh, and everybody's entitled to make their own decisions but of course if you say look here is where I am. That's where I want to be. It might not always be on your terms. I mean, mm, you, you mm. sometimes might have to make a sacrifice left or right. And I wouldn't even call it a sacrifice. You might just have to do an extra effort and then hope that it it, it pays off and that it is rewarding. Yeah, That would be my, my main areas of advice.
0: Yeah. Being flexible when when faced with those challenges. And as you say, not just focusing on the technical aspects, which sometimes we do get into with the podcast where we really Deep dive in people's technical skills and everything else it's more about more much more than that from yeah you know, that, that's yep. where you've done it
1: and and I see that for instance you know I mean as you sometimes get out and then you meet other group treasures and I always find it remarkable when when some very large corporates, you know, and there are two that come to my mind. I, I've met uh, at some point the, the the group treasurer of SAP, the software company. And it's a few years ago. I'm, I'm not even sure he's still around. But when he got the point that he, he had very little experience in the treasury area and like, yeah, how, how, how did that happen? And and again, he said, you know, it was more about my background that I have within the company, the knowledge I have about the markets and my personality that was considered to be appropriate for this kind of role. So he had very little uh, technical skills at the time. I mean, I, I also know the group Treasurer of Solve, the Belgian chemical company yeah. um, who, who, who used to be the head of IR you know and, and from, from that background she obviously knew a lot about the company, a lot about the markets a lot about all these uh, great things, a lot about the financing as well but not necessarily that much about perhaps the technical skills, and still, you know, she's an absolute great treasure and is doing a phenomenal job. And I think these are certain examples that say that it, as of a certain level, it's definitely not just about a certain technical skill set. You are then also supposed to surround yourself with the necessary technical expertise that you deem is important, and it is more about about personality, leadership styles, and and so on
0: yeah well, great advice today, I think you know, in particular, I think the you know as we come to the end of that, I think the big advice there is not just about the technical stuff, which is actually a little bit different you <laughs> know sometimes we was saying study, do this, and things it's the softer skills are just as important. I think people will take that from from today's conversation, and you know all that remains for me to say is thank you very much for your time. We'll put your LinkedIn profile on there to If it's worthwhile connecting and you want to connect with the people, reach out to Sene and we'll see where it goes from there. And, you know, wish you all the best in managing in challenging times if you're doing a good job and look forward to seeing you next time when I'm over in Switzerland. All
1: right. Sounds
0: good. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks very much.